Today's scripture reading comes to us from the first chapter of the Gospel of Mark, verses 4 through 11. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of God for the people of God. Will you pray with me and for me? Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The young son of a Baptist minister was in church one morning when he saw for the first time baptism by immersion. He was greatly interested in it, and the next morning he proceeded to, yes, you guessed it, baptize the family's three cats in the family bathtub. The youngest kitten bore it very well. So did the younger cat, but the old family tomcat rebelled. The old feline struggled with the boy, clawed and tore his skin, and finally got away. With considerable effort, the boy caught the old Tom again and proceeded with the ceremony. But the cat acted worse than ever, clawing and spitting and scratching the boy's face. Finally, after barely getting the cat splattered with water, he dropped him on the floor in disgust and said, Fine, be a Methodist if you want to. That's the way of it, isn't it? We are fascinated by the ceremony and the ritual behind baptism. Yet in many aspects, it remains a mystery to us. We know it has a special meaning in the life of the believer and in the life of a church. But do we really understand what that meaning is? And why do some denominations sprinkle and others pour and others immerse? And why water? And does baptism really matter to begin with? Jesus showed him, showed us that there is something deeply important in the act of baptizing. Jesus, the one who was sinless, submitted himself to be baptized. It was at this moment that the Trinity was united in the celebration of God's love. 
the Holy Spirit was revealed in the form of a dove alighting on Jesus' shoulder to sustain and fortify his mission. God was present, revealed through the spoken word, acknowledging Jesus' true identity and endorsing his ministry. And Jesus was present, entering the River Jordan as a humble candidate for baptism and emerging as the proclaimed Son of God. The Trinity came together to initiate Jesus' public life, a life that would be one of humility and love and forgiveness and grace. Jesus' baptism was the fulfillment of God's righteousness. It was not, for Jesus, an act of forgiveness of sin, but rather it was a show of solidarity with the sinner. It was Jesus standing in the presence of both the sinful human and the graceful God. Thereby he forever bound us to him and to each other by the water of baptism. The water of baptism is in itself significant. Water is one of the most significant forces on earth. It is powerful and fragile at the same time. Water is important for recreation, farming, transportation, and cleanliness. It's essential for life itself. But as much as water creates, it also destroys. It sustains and it starves. It carves out river riverbeds and wipes out whole cities. Water destroyed the world when God determined it was evil, and it provided an escape route out of Egypt for God's people. It rushed out of the rocks when God's people were thirsting and stood still when they crossed over into the promised land. Water nourishes our souls and washes away our stains. It is in this latter image that we perceive the water of baptism. It is a symbol of cleansing from sin, death, and our old lives, and a rising up to begin a new, clean life in the body of Christ. Water has always had a rich meaning for God's people. Jesus enhanced this richness when he established his kingdom for all people through his baptismal water. For it is through the baptismal water that we enter into the kingdom, the one for which we were created. Water symbolizes our covenant with the Trinity. It does not matter how it is administered, whether by immersion, pouring, or sprinkling. It only matters that it is and that it is done so generously. God made all human beings in his image to be in relationship with him. He intended us to have a loving fellowship with him and to fully reflect the divine in our lives. Yet we have been unfaithful to the relationship because we have allowed sin to creep into our midst. Because of our sin, we are separated from God, alienated from one another, hostile to the natural world, and even at odds with our best selves. We are all lost, helpless to save ourselves, and in need of God's mercy and forgiveness. However, we also recognize that God never turns away from us. He is continuously 
and graciously seeking to restore us to the relationship that we were created to participate in and to make us the people he created us to be. God acts in grace to make us aware of our sinful nature and our inability to save ourselves. He brings us grace and repentance and gives us the capacity to love. The grace of God is his free gift to us. We accept his grace through our baptism, which we view as an outward sign of his grace in our inner selves and a means whereby we receive the same. God has chosen to make grace available to us in order to restore the covenantal relationship he established at creation. It is through baptism that all human beings, from babies to centenarians, are cleansed from sin and freely enter into the covenant relationship, the body of believers, and the salvation of faith. Just as Jesus received the Holy Spirit at his baptism, so also do we. God imparts the Holy Spirit to the faithful upon baptism. From that point forward, we are marked as God's own children and given a part in his inheritance. As water nourishes our bodies, the Holy Spirit nourishes our souls until the time comes when we can enter into the fullness of God's salvation, living eternally in his presence. It is the Holy Spirit who enables us to grow in grace, allowing us to fully participate in an ever-deepening love of God and love of neighbor. And it is this same Holy Spirit who makes us want to conform to the image and example of Christ. In the United Methodist tradition, we believe that baptism is an act of God in the church, and therefore it is an unrepeatable event to be received only one time in a person's lifetime. God is steadfast and faithful. He remains faithful to the covenant, even when we stray off the path of righteousness and defy it. Because God doesn't ever stop loving us, His promise to us remains intact for eternity. The Spirit of God continues to nurture us, teach us, strengthen us, and shape us, even through our own rebelliousness. When we repent and respond out of faith to God's claim on our lives, we can celebrate the fact that the covenantal relationship is still intact. It does not need to be remade because God has remained faithful to his children. It merely calls for a renewal of our commitment and a reaffirmation of our side of the pact. In our faith journey, we will all at times experience moments where we merely survive being in the valleys of life. Other times we will have mountaintop experiences that bring us closer to our Lord and Savior. And still others, we will experience the anguish that comes when we stray off the path toward Christ's righteousness. Yet in all of these events, we can celebrate that God is always 
our loving, faithful, and grace-filled Father. We can celebrate that we bear the mark of a covenant and that we are heirs of the King. Jesus called us to the water on that day that he convened his ministry to the world. He became part of a commitment made to God's people thousands of years ago, a commitment by God to love us all until the end of time. It is a commitment on our part to live a righteous and faithful life, forever growing in the grace of God. It is a commitment that we entered into at our baptism when we were marked by the water and identified as a child of the Most High. Today we celebrate Jesus' baptism on this day that we call Baptism of the Lord Sunday. In doing so, we also remember our baptism into the body of Christ. We have all been transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit through our baptismal water. By reaffirming our commitment to a covenant relationship, we also respond to God's continued grace as we continue to grow in our faith journey. Yes, the water of baptism may be a mystery in many ways, but it is a holy one. Together, let us acknowledge this holy mystery as we also give thanks to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And will you please now turn to page 50 in your hymnal and join me in a ceremony of reaffirmation of our baptismal covenant. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty act of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Through the reaffirmation of our faith, we renew the covenant declared at our baptism, acknowledge that God, what God is doing for us, and affirm our commitment to Christ's holy church. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union, in union with the church, which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? According to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world? And let us join together in pro professing the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testament. Do you believe in God the Father? Do you believe in Jesus Christ?
Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you were promised. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Pour out your Holy Spirit, and by this gift of water, call to our remembrance the grace declared to us in our baptism. For you have washed away our sins, and you clothe us with righteousness throughout our lives, that dying and rising with Christ, we may share in his final victory. Amen. As we sing our final hymn, if you have never been baptized and that is something you are desiring to do, please come forward and talk to me. If you have been baptized and you desire to do so, please come forward either during the hymn or before you leave. Come forward to the water. Dip your hands in it. Touch your forehead or your lips or cross yourself. It does not matter what gesture you use that is between you and your Lord as you do this remember your own baptism and be be thankful and if you desire to do neither one that is fine too you are still a child of God and nothing will change that you are bound to Christ forever through the water of his baptism amen and amen